I'm Scott Farber. This good-looking guy across from me, of course, is former New York Giant, current NFL Players Association president of the Dallas-Fort Worth chapter. See, I had to put my glasses back on because I can't remember all this long list. The host of the Extra Point on seen on this network, of course, co-host of the podcast with me, and a living legend for the city of Memphis. He, of course, is Larry Mallory, and I got one question to ask you. What's that? So when you die, are you no longer a living legend of Memphis? Well, I guess, that's right. I guess you transist from the living side to the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah. A former living legend. But one thing, you too, you left out was uh, a guest at, at a beautiful Thanksgiving that's dinner. That's right. Larry was at our house for Thanksgiving. Did yeah. you have a good time? I had an absolutely fantastic time. I, I really enjoyed your family. And obviously, you know, I want to know how your mom is doing. We're both mother's boys. Well, so. well you, know, you know, that's the thing, you know, too, that I want to t talk to you a little bit about. Um, my mother fell the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Right. She's 93. Of course, she broke her hip. You know, wound up in the hospital uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon, Monday morning. Uh, they had the surgery. And then by, uh, I guess it was Wednesday night, Wednesday night, um, we transferred her to the rehab hospital. And physically, she's fine. Mentally, it's so tough on them at that age, which wears me out. Yeah, you, you, you know, sure. people don't realize. I, I'm sure people in that situation do. You, you see your mother in a in a side of her I've never seen. Yeah, very sad, very unhappy, gets mad, you know, and very worried about her health. And I got to keep telling her, you're not here because you're sick. You're here because you broke a hip. Yeah. You know, just kind of an interesting thing, but really tough. Well, I re what I regret, honestly, is that she was just so, she was the life of the party at the party. And I wish that I had asked her to dance before yeah. she broke her hip. Because yeah. she really, she was great. I really enjoyed your entire family. Yeah, but no, thank you. I, I wanted to ask your mom to dance because yeah. she was yeah, really yeah, pretty yeah. good that day. <laughs> she, she really was good that day. Yeah. Now, you know, I just want to know why on Thanksgiving I still had to tell you to keep taking more food. That's the one day you're allowed to eat, Larry. <laughs> That's true. That's Mister, true. I used to play in the NFL, so I don't. I, you know, I still drink water and eat a bean. You know, you know, it was okay to eat, but you ate a little bit. I did. I had, I had a good little amount. All the food was great. Yeah. Well, what one reason you know that I, I couldn't eat a lot was because you had so many servings. We had you know a pre oh, meal, yeah. and we had the meal, and we had dessert, yeah, yeah. and we had a post dessert. Yeah, yeah my work goes a little bit overboard. <laughs> And there was enough food for about uh, 100 more people. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, That's yeah, true. yeah. we have uh, plenty of it. People were taking food home, and we have plenty, you know, still frozen and everything. Yes. But, you know, it's, it's a great time of the year. It's the holidays. It is. And, uh, uh, and how's your mom doing? She's doing fantastic. Now, she, that's a living legend in, for the city of Memphis. Well, she, she's, uh, you know, your mom's 94 or so. When and turned 94. Uh-huh, and mine is 90, and... She went up with my sister, had a good holiday, and now she's back home with her dog, Fluffy. Yeah. So she's pretty happy. <laughs> so she's, all right, very, very good. Um, all right, before we get into the NFL, let's talk a little bit about college. <clears throat> so now the final four is set, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and the eventual champion, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way, way to go. Who, who I think will be just, uh, Alabama is going to be a heavy favorite against OU. Does OU have a chance against Alabama? You know, uh, the, the Alabama-Georgia game this past weekend right. uh, was an interesting game because I think it Alabama has never really been challenged this entire year. You know, they're, right, right. they've been comfortable. They, they beat people by 22, 25 right, points a right. game. So every game. It, yeah, every game. So there's never been any pressure. So it was very interesting to see how they – 
You know, an old coach, Joe Gilliams, uh, the ex-quarterback right. for the Steelers' father, used to say that uh, uh, the difference in a professional and an amateur is consistency. He said, pressure does two things. It either busts pipes or make diamonds. Right. Right. Well, Georgia tried to bust a pipe for Alabama this week, but Alabama's talent and the co- obviously the coaching stability, right, right. you know, ended up showing really what, what, what type of uh, well, team you know, it you know, is. It's I, a great team. I agree with you, but it's so funny. You know, you talk about the talent and the coaching, mm-hmm. and then you think of that one play, the final touchdown, where the quarterback, the backup quarterback, who used to be the starting quarterback, um, was rolling to his right, running, and threw across his body to a touchdown in the end zone. If that pass was six inches off and it's incomplete, then it's a completely different discussion. That's true. That's true. And that's the nature, that's the value and the nature of the game. You know, everything is down to a second or a catch or, or was, was my feet in bounds or not. It's those kinds of things it, that make it I, so exciting. But I always talk about how it changes the whole way we talk about the game. First of all, we always talk about the winning team, you know. Mm-hmm. And but one play can change the whole discussion of the game. I'm going to go back to you know the, 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 a couple of years ago when the Bears actually all they had to do was win the last game of the year to win the playoffs, and that was playing against Green Bay, who they at that time would never beat anyway. Mm-hmm. It was about three four years ago, maybe around there. And Cutler was still the quarterback, and that was the year the Bears had no defense. Every time the other team had the ball. They would score. Unlike this year. Yeah, yeah. It's this. a little bit different. And, and you know, and I felt that was part of Cutler's rap, too, because every time he came off the field, he knew if he didn't score, they were going to be that much further behind. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a lot of uh, pressure on Cutler, too. And, you know, and he got a lot of flack that might not have uh, been really uh, should have been thrown on him because the defense wasn't helping him back then. But in this game... There was a minute left, and Cutler went down the field with the Bears and scored the lead touchdown. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how Jay Cutler is, you know, leading the team to victory, blah, blah, blah. And then Aaron Rodgers came on the field and with no time left on the clock, really, marched the entire way. Three fourth down plays all converted with the final one, a 40-yard pass to a guy that wasn't covered, mm-hmm. like fourth and whatever it was. And there was a guy all alone, caught the ball. 40 yards downfield and then ran the last few yards for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then after that game, I didn't hear a word about the defense. I just heard how Cutler can't win the big game. And I'm going, but he battled and had a great game. And then with one minute left, gave the Bears, the, or whatever the time was, mm-hmm. gave the Bears the lead. Is that fair? Well, how we do that? Well, you know, I think I'm, not, I'm not defending Cutler. You know, I'm just talking about in general, is right. that fair how we do this? Well, I think that. I think the college, I think the college environment is a lot different than the professional environment. I think there's a degree of parity on Cutler's side, on the NFL side, right. than it is in, in with Alabama and the rest of the colleges in America. Right. Alabama is. It seems as though Nick Saban has been able to recruit some of the higher echelon athletes out of right. high school. So seems my, that way, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so my position C is. That they're never challenged. Right. right. Just, this is the first week that anyone has challenged right, them, and at right. least they stood up to that challenge. Right, right. And, and another perspective is that not only have they not been challenged in college, Nick Saban's recruiting skills has gotten him 
probably the best high school players around the country. Of course. And so, therefore, those high school players have also been in. But, they've also been in programs, though, that have, you know, that have somewhat protected them. They've never had to really be pressured. So, for Georgia to give them any pressure and for them to respond to that pressure. I think really is reflective of, of Nick Saban and, and the college and how things I work. agree, but it, but I'm concerned about how we talk about the games, mm -hmm. how a play makes the difference. You, you, you know, um, do we talk about them wrong afterwards, or is it we always just go right for the winning team and talk about the greatness of them and the badness of the other guy? And I use that Cutler game as an example. He went from hero to bum in one minute, and the bum part had nothing to do with him. That, that's an interesting perspective. In fact, a lot of the conversations today, especially with the issue that happened with Kareem Hunt right. and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the NFL is a brand. When we talk about the NFL, the response that we get through the media is protection of a brand. Right. When you talk about the Alabamas and the colleges, right. it's the protection of an image, of a college image. Right, right. Those players transist every year. Right. They're not the same players. Right. But when you compare it to a Chicago or a Cutler or a professional environment, there's a brand protection that the owners, that this monopoly has. Right, right. You know, that's always going to keep them at a certain level. Okay. All right. So t tell me, Alabama or uh, OU? Who's going to win that game? I, unfortunately, I have to say Alabama. Well, only because, why? Well, because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like OU. I like your you know, history with OU. Is it, is it Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray yeah. has yeah. done very well up there. Yeah. I think he's he's going to be a great baseball player, but a pretty good football yeah. player, too. Now, is that he, Texas OU game was a pretty good game, I thought. Is he going to be a baseball player? Uh, if, his, if his parents, his, the, a, great, a very good path, <laughs> the, most, the most attractive path in professional sport right now probably is either baseball or basketball. Number one, you don't get as many head, head, injuries, hits, right. head injuries. And number two, the salary bases are a lot different. It's stupid money. It's, it's a lot different. It's stupid money. <laughs> so if he wants to go to the NFL and have a three- or four-year career fight, if he wants to go to baseball and have a 15-year career with millions and millions of dollars, yeah. we'll see how that yeah, works But you out. know what, though? Yesterday during the Bear game, they, they put up a graphic of the salaries and everything. And I know those are multi-year and it's maybe not all guaranteed, but Mac was at 100, over $150 million and... Some of the lesser guys were in the 20 millions. And, you know, like, like I talked to you about before, the best job in the world to me is the backup quarterback because he never has to get play, pay, uh, play, very rarely plays. And then uh, the bear backup quarterback who had to play two games gets $5 million a year yeah. to sit and watch the game yeah. and doesn't even practice much. You know, he pretends he's the other quarterback. I think that's a pretty good job. I would uh, not you know, turn that job down. <laughs> right, you know. All right, so that leaves us with uh, – um, you're picking Alabama. Of course, I'm going to pick OU. Yeah. And the reason I say that is I think OU has proved that they're going to score against any defense. That's a good point. And their defense – doesn't need to make that many stops because I think OU's offense is so good they're going to score a lot even against Alabama. So it's who keeps the ball, keeps the other offense off the well, field. Well, you know, there's a lot of strategy in the game. I always say I'd like to receive the second half because if you could stop the other team from scoring a touchdown on the opening drive, you just came out ahead. Now, if Alabama watched the Texas OU game, Texas didn't win. But they scored on the opening drive. Exactly. Right. But, it, but think if OU would have stopped them. Uh -huh. The game wouldn't have been that close then. 
Well, that's true. That's true. If they would have stopped. Right, right. And I, but, I, but I think but even if you give up the score, you're going to score again, and then you still get the ball at the second half. That's true. You, you know, did you expect Texas to, hold, to, to hang in there with them like they did? Yes. Okay. They beat them last time. That's and I true. think that their motivation just to knock OU off was huge. That's a big rivalry. And not only is it a big rivalry, that's a big recruiting rivalry. It is, it is. You know, think of all the Texas uh, kids that go to OU. Yeah. And Texas doesn't like that. I yeah, mean, yeah. so that is a huge rivalry, not only for the two schools, but for the recruiting. And now you got less miles at Kansas. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, so that program's going to turn around, isn't it? I think so. And that's yeah. why, and you remember I talked to you about one of my hopes is that we could get Peyton Manning Right. And Jason Whitten right. to go to the University of Tennessee and become the head coach and assistant head coach yeah. because you have to be able to sit in these parents' living room these days right. and convince them right. because these kids got options. Right, right. I can go to OU, I can yeah, go to Alabama, yeah, yeah. I can go other places. Yeah, yeah. And Tennessee can't really sit down with a Nick Saban and compete with a right. Les Miles. They need somebody like. You know, Peyton and, and Jason to come in there and bring Tennessee back to the forefront. Peyton Manning is going to be on a sitcom, though. I guarantee <laughs> Oh, you think so? I guarantee that he is going to be a sitcom dad somewhere, you know, on some comedy. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how long it will last, but uh, what, what was his name? Alex um, played for Detroit 100 years ago. The linebacker who Karras? had... Yeah, Alex Karras yeah. had his own little sitcom that did very well. <laughs> That's right. You know, That's forever. Right. You, you know... Uh, hey, see, you have to be our age to remember yeah, Alex yeah. Karras. Well, That's you right. have to be our age, but it takes two of us to remember. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, That's a good one. That's yeah, good one. no, it's not a good one. It's, it's, it's the fact. All right, what about Notre Dame and uh, Clemson? Does Notre Dame deserve to be in there? They didn't have to play a, a title game. Well, that's true. That's true. And I wonder how they feel about playing for the number three or four spots. You know, because they won't be up in the top spots, will they? Well, uh, Notre Dame is, uh, uh, I guess, they're number three, so they're going to be playing Clemson as number two. Right. So who, who's going to win that game? Oh, um, I would probably go with Clemson. Oh, certainly, I agree with yeah. you, hundred um, percent. You know. Plus, they have that legacy. But, you know, you, I, out of all the years that I've been around sport, honestly, Notre Dame has always been somewhere in the conversation. So there's some good happening. You know, and I there. grew up always disliking Notre Dame. You know, what, you know what it is with college football? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about this. We don't root for teams. We have a list of teams we root against. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know when you got two teams together, Ohio State and Michigan. You didn't root for Ohio State, or you didn't root for Michigan. You root against one of them. Yeah. I true. hate Ohio State. I hate Michigan. And and I noticed that in college football, there's a lot of that going on because you know you're interested in all the games, but your team might be Nebraska. Yeah. So you. You don't like anybody else. So who do you hate the most? That's, that's right, who you that's root right, against. Right. Did you ever that's notice good, that? That's a good point. I never, yeah, yeah. I never observed it, but as you're talking, it makes sense. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, well, yeah. haven't you rooted against teams in college? Uh, college game, isn't there somebody you go, hey, man, I don't want them. Oh, I forgot who I'm talking to. <laughs> Mr. Goody Two Shoes. Right. I ask you about the discussion of, uh, of uh, you know, putting too much blame on a guy for winning or losing, and you, you have a political answer. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me about branding and all of this to make it all good. Yeah. 
Okay, I root against a lot of things, you know, because your, your passion is, I don't like them. You know, I don't even know why I grew up in Chicago not liking Notre Dame. Maybe everything I heard was, you know, so much pro-Notre Dame that, that it started to bother you. Yeah. You know, so. you know, I think the barking dogs are because the Chicago Bulls coach got fired today. You know, <laughs> he's a nice guy, but, but I think it's a long time coming. I mean, the Bulls just... Uh, I don't even know his name. I'd never heard Whiteberg, of him. Fred Whiteberg. Yeah. Well, he was, a, he was a coach. He was a real good college coach. He's kind of a teacher. Okay. But at some point now, you got to win. The Bulls are having a terrible year, and they've got some nice players. Is it like 3-19 yeah, or something? Yeah, well, it's out? not quite that bad. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you know what I find interesting? <clears throat> I always talk about athletes hang on too long. In a lot of cases, we don't know how to let our stars go. And, you know, when is the time to retire? But the Bulls uh, owner, Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman, said they want to do one more year. And Reins, uh, uh, Reinsdorf, the owner, no. We're blowing it up. I mean, he let Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Rodman. They all, all left. All at the same year? Yeah, they all oh, left yeah. after that final, after they won their third championship in a row together, the mm-hmm. second three-peat. And he blew up the team. And um, they've never recovered. Yeah. They had that one when Derrick Rose came on and was great. And they, the that was a year they, they were supposed to, they, they thought they could win the title. And he broke his uh, MCL and ACL and whatever in uh, the opening round. And the Bulls then went on to lose that opening round after uh, Derrick was gone. And uh, so that was their one little spark moment. But since Jordan left, which is the end of the 90s, yeah, the, Bulls, the Bulls haven't even made any kind of run to be anything in the playoffs. I don't think I can even call a person's name that's on the team now. And, you know, at one point the Bulls were... Well, they have this Zach Levine who's uh, doing really well and having a pretty big year. But you're right, they're not... It's, it's going to be a while, and I think uh, uh, they just have to get that right coach in there. And uh, that's a great franchise that Michael Jordan gave Chicago a moment in time like never seen. Right. You know, the Michael Jordan run was something so special, and Chicago is so lucky to have had him. Because and, before him and after him, plug. And, and you know, I, I like how you put that, but... But even with it being the Michael Jordan era, it was like a team era. He right, kind of knew, right, right, yeah. Right. Michael was the star, right? But he really, it, it was a, it was a, a good team unit. That unit. was Phil Jackson. That's a good point. He That's had a, a great he, point. He had to teach. You know, Phil Jackson once said, "I could be a great coach with great players," and everybody goes, "Oh yeah, sure. I, anybody could have won with Jordan." No, yeah. it, they didn't win with Jordan at the beginning. Yeah. He's scoring sixty. Points on Larry Bird in the in a playoff game against the Celtics and the Bulls lost. And losing, that's right. That's right. You know, Phil Jackson had to teach him to become a team team guy, yeah. and he did. And then they were unbeatable. And then Phil Jackson did the same thing with Kobe and Shaq at the Lakers. That's a good point. And they yeah. had a lot of turmoil, you know. But but Phil knew how to get them to uh, you know to play together as a team. That's right. But yeah, Phil that was managed a, that locker room very. Yeah, that's, that's it was a great team. moment in time for Chicago, but since then the Bulls, it's been awful. And the coach going, great guy, a good guy, but not the right fit for this team. 
And he's teaching the players, I guess. Well, but they got to win. They got to well, win some games. I it's still to, about winning. That's true. But, you know, I know you love Chicago, but you all can't be number one in baseball, basketball, yeah. football. Well, they're not. At least the Cubs are yeah. now. Yeah, well, the Cubs are not number one anymore either. <laughs> but you know what? It's so funny. Everybody goes, are you all sad about that? No, I got to see something that most people have never seen, the Cubs winning a World, a World Series. Right. There's That's a pretty right. long gap there, you know, a hundred right. and whatever it was years. And so, you know, I've seen them win, so it's not quite as frustrating, yeah. you know, anymore. And uh, um, and I laugh because we still talk about the Bears winning the Super Bowl with the coach, you know, Ditka, who we, you know, hope has a speedy recovery from a, a, a mild heart attack. I think he's doing okay, so mm-hmm. hopefully that will be. But even the Bears winning, I think it was 85 already, so we're we're, we're past 30 years already. Yeah, that's true. It goes by so fast. It, it goes by fast, but, you know, uh, with the Bears playing the Giants, all it, it was just all I could do from controlling myself to call you. You were, in, you were in hog heaven. <laughs> well, I Former thought we were going to lose. Right, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to lose, honestly. Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. i got to mention one thing about Thanksgiving, and then I want to talk about it. Okay, the all right, all right. okay. At Thanksgiving, I was giving this big build-up to have a good ha-ha-ha uh-huh. because we had talked on our last show about the, uh, uh, the miracle at the Meadowlands. Right. You know, with the, uh, with the fumble, you know, the famous game with the fumble with, you know, an eighteenth of a second left because Basarczyk didn't know to take a knee, you, you know. And uh, Philadelphia scooped up the ball and ran it in. And what makes it fun for me is because you were in the game. Right. You know, <laughs> that's when you were playing. Uh-huh. And I brought that up at the table with um, my daughter's father-in-law, who's older than we are, you know, an older gentleman. Yeah. And he's from New York. And I built up that whole game, and I said, uh, Herb, do you remember that game? And he goes, no. <laughs> I mean, it kind of just ruined the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Now, now that I've delayed it long enough, yesterday, uh, from you know, we tape on Monday, so the game yesterday, the Giants and the Bears, from a Bear fan perspective, I am a firm believer you can only win so many games in a row before you lose. There was also things in there. The Giants were 3-8 and eight going into the game. So they went on fourth down and three. And they made it. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a touchdown. The Bears had stopped them from first and goal and kind of pushed them back. And the Giants made it. So I think the pressure was on the Bears, not on the Giants. But still, having said that, uh, the Bears are still saving Trubisky. I don't know if his shoulder is still bad or not. So, I, you know, every game's important to win. They're saving Trubisky to play against the Rams and maybe the rest of the season, or were they just saving him to play the Rams? And if that was the case, that, you know, football, you never know what's going to happen, and you need every win you could get. But the Giants played really well. <clears throat> but what made it where it was a little bit easier pill to swallow was the fact that the Bears came back. And a minute left in the game, and they scored 10 points. So let me ask you this. Do you try for a, a touchdown instead of kicking a field goal on the four-yard line? No, or, that, that decision, that's a decision that, that it relates to it has a lot of input. You know, where I am in the game. and Well, here they were down by 10, and it was fourth down on the four, and they kicked the field goal. But, but they're 8-3. Yeah, and the Giants yeah. were three and eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm you talking know, about the Bears had right, that decision. Right. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. The you're, the Bears are eight and three. Right. The Giants are three and eight. Right. The Giants basically going for anything at any time for a three and eight team is just trying to salvage a 
you know, a, a year. So it was but the right it, decision to kick it? Well, yeah. I mean, from, from an 8-3 and three standpoint, you're leading your conference. Right. You follow me? Your, right. your best quarterback right. is injured. If he was not injured, he'd be on the field. Right, right. right. And so I'm in a good position. The, the Bears were a better team than the Giants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. They're, they're, they're controlling their division. The Giants is at the bottom right, of their right, division. Right. Eli Manning right now, Eli Manning right now, if I were a free safety with the other team, Eli is telegraphing his throws right. from his first step under center. Right. If he's going to throw right, he comes out looking right. He comes out looking left. So for me yesterday, this was a, an innovative game. Do you know in that game... A wide receiver threw a touchdown. Right. A halfback threw a touchdown. A nose tackle scored a touchdown, and a linebacker scored a touchdown. That that was a that was a bruising game. Anytime you play the Bears first, you're gonna there's gonna be a lot of pain at the right, end. Right, right, right. That was a bruising game. That was a good football game, and I'm honestly I'm surprised the Giants got out of that game with victories. Well, you know, part of the it shows you the importance of the quarterback, Chase Daniel. You know, the week before had a, a fairly decent game. And his stats in this game aren't bad, but he did not have a good game, I don't think. You know, there were some plays that, you know, could have been made or That's done true. a little bit better, you know, some sacks that maybe could have been avoided. But I'm not picking on him. He's the backup quarterback, and, and I think he's did as good as you could expect from a backup quarterback. I think so, too. You know, and, Against uh, a fairly good defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, at the beginning of the game, the Bears had a bruising running game with Jordan Howard. He's picking up yards and plowing through, and then they got away from that. And I'm going, why would they? They seem to be just taking over the line and, you know, and controlling that. I don't know why they got away from that. Is there a reason that you could see in that game why they stopped running? One reason probably would be the Giants' defense. That's the best part of their team. You know, Giants, but it seemed to be working the whole time they ran the ball with, uh, well, with uh, Jordan. Well, I mean, you were moving the ball, but they weren't scoring. Yeah, yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, again, this Bears team is a good team. I mean, it's not a bad team. Uh, and, and, and for me... How many onside, How many teams in NFL have gotten an onside kick? Well, that that was where the luck came in, and then they scored. Well, the luck touchdown. is when preparation yeah, meets opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that was a good move. But but I was surprised <laughs> at the Bear defense how they how Eli just marched them downfield to kick that field goal against that defense. You know, uh, uh, they're running back. The rookie running back turns up a twenty-nine yard run mm -hmm. against the Bears in that overtime. And that just you know, so I was surprised that. Uh, that great defense had a few momentary lapses like that. Well, there, there was only there's only been a few games this entire year that there's been scores under twenty. I think there was a, a game here. It was a zero to six game. The yeah. coaches and the yeah. Colts and the yeah. Jaguars. Nowadays, the league is a it's a it's a scoring league. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I still believe if, if Trubisky. The best thing that happened to the Giants well, tr yeah, was Trubisky yeah, didn't yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what we all assume. You never know, you know, when you play the game. You know, you know. I don't uh, know. I got more. I got. I think I'm getting more confidence yeah. in Trubisky than you might be. Oh no, 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 no. no. Well, I'm just. I don't want to just blankly say I believe if Trubisky played, it might have been a blowout. I think so. That, too. That's my belief. But that's why they play the game. 
because you never you never know what's going to happen. That's why you think Alabama's going to blow out OU when it's going to be a reverse. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I thought you know I was impressed with the Giants because you know they didn't look too bad yesterday. They played a pretty decent game. I mean, I know the Bears seem to be controlling that game. Let me let me repeat who scored for the Giants. Uh, yeah, wide receiver yeah, yeah. touchdown. But but here's here's what I saw too. Uh-huh. The Bears call a timeout, thinking they're going to get the ball back with a few seconds left at the half, and then they pop off a huge run, a twenty yard run. Right. So the Giants took that one more play and threw a pass complete, and here again the Bears knocked them out of bounds, and I'm going. Keep them in bounds to let the clock run out. You know what I mean? So they had one second left. The Giants kicked the field goal that nobody thought they would get. Right. Then they got the second half kickoff and marched downfield and scored. So they got 10 quick points, and all of a sudden, the Bears couldn't recover. Does that play on your psyche in the locker room at the half? Um, well, I, I don't think so. I mean, just the, 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 a, a, a football game has degrees of momentums, up and down momentums. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that the impact that Trubisky has, not only on the offense, but on the defense as well, keeping them off the field, keeping the ball, that kind of thing, I think that's probably what was missing. That was the only thing that was missing. The Giants are not a good football team right now. No. Honestly. No, if, no. If, you didn't, if we didn't have Saquon Barkley on the Giants, you, you all would have wrote, written yeah, us out. Yeah, yeah. They just couldn't bring him down. Even Khalil Mack couldn't, yeah, couldn't tackle right, him alone. Right. Right. So, the, I think you're. I think the Chicago Bears are in a much better position right now at this point in time yeah. than the New York Giants. The well, Giants, of course, you know. The, well, I don't know. The Giants right now. I think that when you say of course, see, there's no practice for a backup quarterback behind Eli Manning. Right. We might right. be two years now away right. from having right. something right. affected. No, you, you think Eli will be back next year? I hope not. I hope, and a lot of other people hope not. Hope right, hopes right. not as well. Right. It's time for the team to 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 move into the twenty first century. All right. So let me ask you this: Then is it time for Brady to move on? Or, Why or would it be time for someone that's winning to move on? <laughs> well, <laughs> he's still winning. Yeah, but me. I know, but uh, but is he going to be still winning next year at that age, or do you have to wait till he has a bad year first? You know, my grandmother used to have something about if clauses. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, as long as he's performing, then, then he's in. He's in. Yeah. You know, yeah. and when he stops, he's still going to be in somewhere. He'll be making as much money, well, not as much as his wife, yeah, but yeah. as much money yeah. as, as he can. Yeah. But see, Brady, Brady is in a system too. Right. That is very effective. Yeah. Bring, it, bring the Greyhound bus because we got the system. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he's been a part of it for so long. Imagine the conversation between Brady and Belichick if they want to do something. Hey, you remember that thing that yeah, we did yeah. two years ago? Do that now. See, and I'm also so tired of hearing about the feuds that they're having. They're not having feuds. They've, they've, got, they've got such a great thing going. The relationship has to be good. And, and feuds are part of... Of yeah. an emotional sport. Yeah, yeah. If you and so it's not a feud. You can have an, a disagreement. Thank, thank you. Thank yeah, you very it much. It doesn't make it a feud. And if you don't have a disagreement, at some point, yeah, there's something. It's something wrong. It's yeah. too calm in here. Yeah, right? yeah. This is yeah. a hitting sport. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we need the emotion. Yeah. So it's like I heard one of the uh, one of the UK boxers saying how boxing is an emotional sport. So if you don't really get you know get right. ready to beat somebody up, right. you're gonna lose. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of similar in football. Yeah, the um, 
Now, what's going on with the Cowboys? They beat the uh, Saints 13-10. to 10. I started to say with the Bears, and I didn't make the point, and I think it is here now with the Saints. You know, when you have a winning streak going, you're going to lose a game yeah. at some point. So, you know, the Bears losing to the Giants, really, you could say you were surprised, but I'm not surprised because you're due to lose. And the Saints were due to lose, too. It doesn't lessen what the Cowboys were the ones that beat them. But what did you think of that game? Are the Cowboys, all of a sudden, we were getting rid of Garrett and Dak, I mean, blowing up the whole team, and now uh, we're talking Super Bowl. It, 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 you hit the nail on the head. It's almost like keep hope alive. Yeah. It's just been, it's been so... Even to the bars that I go, you know, with the, which are many, which but, are many, yeah, <laughs> they are just the cowboy fans are really in a in a very good mood right now. Yeah, the they played a very good defensive game. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. I have seen a an improvement in the defensive backs that I never I've not seen. I think of all of the the, the I think the defense is a little stronger than the offense. Right, and I think in the defensive positions. Of the three, of the linemen, the linebackers, and the defensive backs, I think those defensive backs have improved exponentially. Really? The little Aaron Brown. You mean this season? Uh-huh. As the season has gone on? Yeah. Okay. Oh, think about this. Byron Jones last year was a free safety. Mm-hmm. He's been on the corner, and you don't hear anything from the receivers that he's covering. He's right. doing a, a really good job. You don't get free safeties that can convert to corner right. this right. easily. This Aaron Brown, they have traditionally been – at one point, they were the highest blitzing team in third down. I guess the Saints, they were the highest blitzing team on first down. Aaron has had two sacks from blitzing. Before Aaron Brown got there, they used to blitz Skandrick, who's with the Chiefs now. Right. Skandrick used to blitz from the, from the, um, uh, from, from the slot corner. Right, right. And wouldn't, it wasn't as effective as it is now. Right. So the defense, this, this Vander Esch, and the Hitchens, the, the linebackers, how is it that, that you don't hear anything from, um, uh, what is it, Kamara right, right. and the other boy, um, the other running back, and all year, that's all you've heard. Right, right. You know, 100 yards for Kamara again, 100 yards for Ingram yeah, again. Right, right. The, the defense played a great game. Um, I think the, the coach of the defensive side, you know, he's an older gentleman, but he is making changes and adjustments that's what just – I think, directly relating to his skill levels of players. So do you think in a locker room, is it allowed even, or is it, you know, does it happen? Does a football team overlook a team? Like, did the Saints go into this game going, I don't have to work quite as hard because we're playing the Cowboys? I don't, I don't really feel that in the professional environment. I feel that in the college environment. I think Alabama does that to teams. Overlook some games. Yeah, they, they feel that there's such, you know, a high level of talent on their team that, that they don't have to push themselves. But I think in NFL games, um, there's a degree of pride every Sunday, even if you're 3-18 and 18 like the Giants. Right, right, right. There's an expectation. And there's someone that analyzes you. Those games are filmed. And when you get back in that, that locker room after that game and you're not showing the kind of hustle or, or the type of effort that deserves a minimum $495,000 salary, Man, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and we were talking earlier about teams you don't like. Um, I really rooted for the Giants to beat the Patriots in those Super Bowls. <laughs> okay. 
But now I've really softened on that. Now that Brady is this old man, yeah. I'm actually pulling for Brady now for the first time ever. Really? So I guess he, he, he hung in there long enough for me to, uh, to convert to becoming a little bit of a Brady fan. But, you know, when those teams just roll them up and roll them up and keep winning and winning, you know, if you're not a true fan, you, you start pulling against them. But now I'm kind of pulling for Brady. No. I'd like to see, you know, Garoppolo left and went to San Francisco. Right, right. I don't know who the backup quarterback is, but the, the Patriot offense and defense are very, very well-oiled machines. Yeah, yeah. They, they, have, they probably have uh, multiple options for every play. One play, but right. you can do it 15 or 20 different. Right, right. And he's seen every one of them. It's almost like the playbook is in his head. Oh, you know it is. Yeah. All you got to do is say, do page 222. Right, right, right. (laughs) That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they're, uh, I'm sure the quarterback and coach are on the same page a lot. Oh, a lot. Yeah, all the time. And and, and the the key to efficiency is is effective repetition. Right, right. Yeah. So they've repeated this thing so many times, it's it's natural to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cardinals 20 to 17 over the Packers. And then the Packer coach, Mike McCarthy, one Super Bowl win, one twenty-five and seventy-seven for his record as the Packer coach fired. Are the coaches scapegoats for players not performing to the level they're supposed to? I don't think they are, um, and I didn't. I think that the Mike McCarthy firing, especially with his performance. I think that it, he should have been allowed to finish the season. Right, right. Um, and sometimes changes are just better for people. It, it, it is, yeah. it is, it is. But at this point in the season, we're we're moving into the 14th week of the season. Yeah, and you're changing up. And you're changing up with a coach that has really performed well for you. Right. Um, you know, that's one of the few teams that's that's owned by the, 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 public. the public. Yeah. But um, I just felt that he should, he could have been let go at the end of the year right, with, right. With, the, with a better situation. I don't know what this is going to do to uh, to uh, the quarterback now. Well, they're basically out of it this year. Yeah, so, they are. You know, so they're just playing for fun now. And you could, that's, the, that, that's the key there, Scott. They're out of it. So why fire him now? Right, 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 right. You know, you know, and, then, uh, you know and then the field goal kicker misses a, a field goal. So the coach gets fired. Would he have been fired if the Packers won that game? Yeah. You know, you know, so that's what, you know. Yeah, if they would have won that game, he probably would have lasted the season. Yeah. You know, um, well, here was a game that I, I just don't get. The Jaguars won at, at, uh, against Baltimore 6 to nothing. Baltimore has been scoring points. The Jaguars haven't had a defense. And all, 6 to nothing. What kind of game is this? With Andrew Luck? Yeah, I mean, what happened? The Jaguars decide we're gonna. I mean, <laughs> tell me. Well, I, I I didn't get a chance to. It was a surprise to me when I saw the six to nothing. I didn't go to try to look at the game because I thought maybe this was like a first quarter score or yeah, something, yeah. you know, or a ball game, yeah, baseball game, exactly. You know, the Jaguars, you know, primarily are a defensive ball club. Yeah, but not this year. But not not this year. Yeah, I was yeah, about yeah. to say not this year. They. This was a two-field goal game. It was no offense, obviously, <laughs> anywhere. But I, the, the, with the Colts not scoring after Luck... Up I, to, I always said Baltimore, Indianapolis. Yeah, the okay. Colts, yeah. Um, uh, Luck has, has, has done so well up to this point. Yeah. You know, he was injured. He's come yeah. back. Yeah. But, again, uh, 
the Jaguars, uh, they just had a good defensive game. Yeah. You don't hold a professional team to zero. Yeah, I never, I've never seen that. And then uh, the Chargers and the Steelers. The Steelers have lost two games in a row now late in the game. Phillip Rivers looked good, didn't he? Well, you know, it's funny. I didn't see that game, but I saw at one point the uh, Steelers had a huge lead. They did. They, they, it, was like, um, it was like the tail of two halves. Yeah, the Steelers yeah. jumped out, had a good first half, and then uh, Phillip Rivers just basically kind of took over the second half. Yeah. They had good protection. Um, the defense was tenacious in the first half, but the there was a statement made. They said that the Phillip, Phillip Rivers teams have the longest period of time between snaps. In other words... They're not a rush team. You know, don't get to the right. line quick or whatever. So it seems as though to me that whatever happened at halftime, they were able to figure out Pittsburgh's defense. Because the first half, the first half, Pittsburgh was dominating. Why can't Pittsburgh adjust, though, too? I mean, I never understood why you go to halftime and then one team now dominates the other team so much. Aren't there adjustments made during the game? They are. Uh, consistently throughout the game. And in fact, I think you brought it up, but we talked about this, how bat, how football now is looking more like basketball. It's more of a matchup right, sport. Right, right. So it's almost like you take the first quarter, you see who's dominant, who's right, dominant. Right. I have a Gronkowski that's 6'9", 6'7", 6'8", and I got a Larry Mallory that's 5'8". Well, I, right. can, I can, I can yeah, hang yeah. out with him. And so I think the matchups, those coaches that are best at exploiting matchups, be it line matchups for right. running, be it receiver matchups, uh, if you can exploit those, that's the adjustments that's made from the first, second quarter to the half. And let me ask you a question, too, because, you know, so often you see a very tall receiver and he's, the, the guy defending him is nowhere near in his height. And you see when they throw a high pass, you know, you just picked up your 15 yards and everything. Why, why is it not this, that same play again and again until the other team does something about it? If uh, you've got a matchup that you're just dominating, why is it six passes in the game? Why isn't it just constant going to the same spot? Well, when you match up and, you, and one team sees that they have an advantage, then you also have to match up on the defensive side. Right. So you don't really know who's covering that person every time. You follow me? You have to get a, a certain play to put that person on the person that he's I have, dominant over. I would over. do that play until, until it changed. And I would just put another person, a taller yeah. person in the yeah. place. Yeah. You yeah. follow me? Well, then, then you could change the play then. And, and then seems, I would change the, yeah. you follow me? It's a yeah. constant yeah. give and take. It's a constant moving back and forth. I'll give you a great example. Nowadays, you're seeing a lot of tight ends. Because of the speed of the wide receivers, a lot of tight ends now, their first move is a blocking move. Right, right. Right? Right. They block it, they block it, now they go out to catch a pass. Well, mm -hmm. if, if you do that with the proper timing, a lot of your defenders are gone. Right, so all you got to right. do is wait on him and dump it off. Right. See, so there's a constant match and rematch and match and rematch that you have to, you have to figure out. And hopefully, you get to the point where, okay, my Gronk is on my Larry again and right. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. But it's not easy to do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not easy to do. All right, man. Well, that's all we've got for today. We are passed out of time. <laughs> well, the good thing about today 
is that tomorrow is going to be a great day for your mom and for my mom. You know, like I said, we're both uh, mother's boys and we have mothers in our 90s, but uh, we're very fortunate to have them here with us. That's right, and they both had us in their 50s. So. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> I'll see you next time, man. All right, partner, thank Take you. Care. Hi, partner, thank Take you. Care. Hi, partner, thank Take you. Care. Hi, partner, thank Take you. Care.